1: What's up, everybody? This is Caswell. It's Peppermint. And welcome to It's a Mess. And <sighs> it's messy today, bitch. We went through your letters. <laughs> a lot of messes coming us uh, through our email. Keep them coming, but... They're stinking. I, mean, I thought my life was messy. <laughs> Y'all are messy as fuck, bitch.
2: Uh, you having a good day today, Speaking Pat? of which... I am having a good day, but I do want to first start off and say, number one, I know that there's a lot, we get get lots of messages, lots of tweets from people saying that they have problems that they cannot come over, cannot overcome. Well, we are here to solve those or at least help you a little bit. Um, So if you have any questions, if you have any deep burning desires, and you don't know where to turn we are hopefully the solution so all you need to do is send your questions into ask Kaz and Pep at gmail.com and make sure you're detailed give us all the juice do not worry it will be completely anonymous yes <laughs> they get the point girl
1: all right so we, should we go <laughs> into the first question Yeah, let's do it. All right, here it is. Question number one.
3: Dear Kaz and Pep,
1: I'm a 32-year-old gay
3: man living in New York City, and I've been dating this other guy for about four months. We have really good sex, and we're both versed, so yas. Neither one of us are that great at Coming for each other from either, you know, oral sex or anal sex. So typically we both 69, fuck, and then jerk ourselves off. I don't really have a problem with that, but here is my problem I really don't like cum. I don't like to swallow it, I don't like the smell of it, and I really, really don't like what it does to my sheets. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but protein stains are really hard to get out of fabric. So, Typically, after my boyfriend comes all over his stomach, rather than grab a towel right away, he'll kind of lay there, and sometimes he'll nonchalantly turn over onto his stomach to talk to me, wiping his cum all over my sheets. I've told him in a polite way that he should really wipe off his stomach with a towel, but he seems to just lap it off and not take what I say seriously. I mean, it's kind of a pain in the ass to have to change the comforter every time he decides to roll over onto his stomach after he comes, And now, at this point, it, it seems like he's doing it on purpose, almost like he's testing me or something. What should I do? <laughs> I'm about to start suggesting we just fuck on the floor. <laughs> Signed, get your kids off my sheets.
2: Woo! Okay, well, um, get your kids off my sheets. <laughs> uh, I don't know. First of all, that name is too much. Um, I've been in this situation before. I mean, I kind of want, yeah. I don't want to. Um, I don't. Um, is, is there? I don't know if there's a way that I can talk about this without telling the world how many people I've had sex with or how many times. I've you don't even know how many people you had sex with.
1: <laughs> you have no. If, if, if you want to give a, if you want to give a <laughs> It, I give me a couple zeros at the end of that. Album.
2: Which is fine. It would be. Which is fine. You're not 18. I, I've had sex. Yes, I've had sex more than 10 times in my life.
1: Me too, me
2: too Congratulations, congratulations We're good, yeah, okay, we're, good. Okay. Yeah, we're good The point is, every one of those ten times Maybe not Maybe not the first one, the nine The following nine times um, I usually, you know I mean, sometimes I have sex in a relationship Sometimes I have sex when I'm not in a relationship When I'm in a, Whether I'm in a relationship or not For me yeah. I usually am planning on having I'm planning on it I know what I'm going to do. Okay. And so it's real easy for me to kind of have, yeah, prepping, prepping, baby. So I got got the bed all laid out. I got the music all ready. I know what the lights are going to be. And I have them baby wipes near the bed. Yeah, I mean it, I don't do r I do don't do random like um spontaneous acts. Yeah, like who, lost, it, like who is who isn't I've... ready? Like that's the whole thing is that I
1: understand that you don't want your man to like roll over on your nice $150 comforter that you got from Tarjay. Like I completely get it. So rather than have to rely on somebody to remember to treat your sheets with care, just be ready. Number one, what he could what you could do is like let's say you have some like I don't know, what, them tapestry sheets or something that you never sleep with or something you can just throw on top of your bed to have sex on, and then you just, like, wipe it off like saran wrap and throw it away or put it just so that you take that off and there, there's a nice comfort under there so you don't have to worry about it. I, there's a lot of times you have sex with guys and they... I know this has happened. Like, it's right before you start... Well, what is
2: happening to wait, you? Wait, 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 That's wait. what I
1: want to know. But now. right before you start fucking, <laughs> that right before you start fucking, they lay that big beach towel on the bed so that, like, any liquidations come out of the bottle that that it goes on the towel, not that person. Usually, if I'm going to fuck a guy and he puts out that towel, it's like, oh, man, he knows he's going to be messy. But a lot of that is just because, you know, you don't want the uh-huh. lube. You don't want the lube and you don't want to come. I want to something I'm gonna have a conversation about like what lube in the sheets and what don't because I've had a lot of experience with that and you know a lot of guys this reminds me of a conversation I just had that's with lube because a lot of guys prefer um not water-based lube but um silicone-based lube but silicone uh really like like gun oil those leave major stains on your sheets that you could not get the fuck out so that's what this question kind of reminds me of. But I think what you should do is just be prepared. Like, have have a damp rag next to the bed. Wipe it off your boyfriend's stomach because his lazy ass, he's probably one of those people that don't even notice when his toenails are too long and shit like that. If he doesn't even notice, he's got a couple of. Oh, shit, bitch, put that away.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I got the Wait, same thing. to so. hear. You. Wait, you told me a story. You told me a story once about your experiences and your laundry situation. Okay, okay. but I think that we wanna so, hear. This is why I, this is why I know that this that this that this is a true complaint because when I lived
1: in New York mm-hmm. I probably had more sex than I'm having right now. And I used to drop off my laundry to get it washed, dried, folded, then I pick it up the next day or whatever to uh, this mm-hmm. Asian laundry mat on Avenue A. One time I would drop it off like I don't know, like every five to seven days, drop off a load of laundry. And at this time when I was having sex like I I, if I didn't have a cum rack, i use anything, like a dirty socks, uh, turn a t-shirt inside out, some gym pants, some gym shorts, like whatever. And I was like, not even really thinking about it. And one time I dropped it off. I was like, oh, can you wash these in cold water, please? And she was like, oh, no, like only protein stains will come out in hot water. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. Because uh, what other protein would it be besides
2: blood? I certainly didn't have blood on my mean, clothes. Honestly, yeah, the protein. Oh, my steak fell on the know, sheet. She couldn't no, she no, she could even look me in the eye when she said it. <laughs> So I was like, oh man, that's embarrassing She was like, oh, these dropping more that's than what, one that's load That's why I don't like people
1: going through my laundry It's like, now they know how much sex I'm having And they whew, They can take a sample uh, of my DNA Start cloning so, anyway, long um, bring story a black long story longer. Like I, I think that, like this, if you you're dating someone that doesn't give a shit about that type of that that type of, uh, it, it does not have that type of consideration as far as the sanitary value of your sheets because with that you know that's like ugh. Like, when, when your sheets are your, when your, you sheets really are your get, well. when your sheets your comforter, when your sheets or your comfort get dried cum on it, I mean, you might as well just use it as a loofah. I mean, that shit is so fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> so I say, but the other thing I want to say, even
2: if you feel that way about your own cum too? Yes, which uh, a difference between your own cum and somebody else's
1: there is no difference between getting calm on sheets and it being nasty and hard to come out like you don't want to rub against that shit when it gets dry like you don't want to do it and besides that like okay like the last guy that I was dating after we after we had both had sex we would both take a trip to the bathroom you know and wipe ourselves off together or maybe jump in the shower together you know so maybe make it cute like that but at the very least I think that you should take you know just if you have like so a cute cotton or like a jersey sheet I mean they're really cheap just get a jersey sheet you know put it on to have your nice sheets to when you want to show off and then have your jersey sheets when you just want to have sex throw the jersey sheet on top of your comforter get to fucking take it out get it get like a gray or a brown color or like a black color so it won't. <laughs> you're looking at me like fucking oh, okay, disgusting but get a get a color that's not gonna get augmented too much from the lube or from the con or from whatever y'all deal with you know i'm not kink shaming from nobody. from from dropping your protein shake, oh, whatever. Maybe, maybe doing Scat Central <laughs> on the queen size bed.
2: Maybe. Ugh. You know, I agree with that. And in addition to that, I would say um, get your kids off my sheets. It's a good idea to prepare and make make an event out of it. Have the the paper towels. Have some have some disposable wipes. Something near the bed so that you can just be prepared. And while he's resting. And before he turns over, you just be like, oh, let me get that for you, baby. And you just wipe it off. And, you know, this way you'll be, you'll have control over it. You can take care of it. And then everything will be fresh and clean. It and works. you can also wipe other things that may not have gotten... Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably too much. The point is, be ready to clean it up yourself. Don't expect them to change and prepare. That's what I say. Prepare, preparation. That's the bottom line, right? Preparation. Preparation. You that's
1: can't the change that's nobody. The you can't Bye. change nobody. Just prepare. All right, let's go on to the next question. Mm-hmm. Here is question, question number, number two. two.
0: Dear Kaz and Pep, I'm a 38 year old woman from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Me and my gorgeous husband have been together for about 12 years. I had my second child two years ago, and my beautiful daughter is happy and healthy and full of personality. I recently got a new job, which forces me to work about 8 to 10 hours a day, and my husband has similar hours. So his mother, who lives down the street, offered a babysit while we were both at work. She comes over at about 8 in the morning and stays with our daughter until we get home after 6 p.m. We all have dinner together, and then we drop her off at home and see her the next morning. This is our routine, Monday through Friday. My husband's mother has always been very supportive and your ideal sweet grandmother that loves my daughter and my daughter loves her. Okay. So here's the mess. I was over her house three nights ago and I went to use her side bathroom and I noticed she has a ceramic unicorn on her bathroom countertop. That is mine. I know that it is my ceramic unicorn because my mother gave it to me for my eighth grade graduation and I have kept it ever since. Just to make sure though, when I got back home, I checked and lo and behold, the ceramic unicorn that I always kept next to my jewelry box is now gone. I have noticed some other things missing from my house like a lipstick and a butter dish and just random things. I don't know how to confront her or even if I should. It makes me feel like I can't trust her in my own home. I'm thinking, what is she gonna steal next? Number one, I want her in my daughter's life. Number two, I want to take advantage of this free babysitting, to be honest. I told my husband, and he told me to just sit on it for a little bit. He doesn't think his mother's a kleptomaniac, but thinks she might be justifying it because she babysits pretty much for free. So, should I confront her? Should we get professional daycare? Am I being petty? Side note here, the unicorn actually has sentimental value to me since my mother passed. Signed, Pissed Off in Pittsburgh.
1: Yes, you are pissed off in Pittsburgh, and you have the right to be pissed off in Pittsburgh. But like, from everything you told me, you and you, like, listen, Pep, it sounds like they both work. Why can't
2: they afford daycare? I mean, it no, didn't Obama what the... Know. That is the number... Yes, he did. That is the number one question that I'm having in my mind is, why are you taking advantage of making this little old lady... Roller, roller, stroller, whatever, walker, down the street, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, it's to, to come and watch the baby. Well, I, they they both work. but you
1: know what? Like I, I I had a grandmother that took care of all the kids too, and so when did she steal? She did not steal. <laughs> she did not steal. Everyone went to her house. Okay, ever stole from her? That, maybe, you know See, that's one thing you could do: drop the baby off at her house, have your kids, have that kid send that unicorn back. Be like, okay, baby Joey, would you walk in the bathroom? Just take
2: this big purse from mommy and slide that unicorn into the bathroom just like we did at the store. No, no, she she got it from her mother.
1: Well, obviously, the grandmother probably likes to go to the house because it might be nicer. They might have cable TV. They probably have the better snacks yeah. mm-hmm. who knows what it is but it's definitely newfangled but like you know how it is like grandmothers and grandparents want to want to still feel useful to their family as they get older you know they start to lose their role as the mom and the wife like they didn't mention the grandfather so i assume the grandfather must pass so you know this is probably what she wants to do and also obviously like build a relationship with her her granddaughter but you can't be stealing. I don't care if it's lipstick or a butter dish or a spoon or what the fuck. Like, what what is this like collecting trophies from the house? So, but it, but you but you know how like sometimes you have those people in your life, Pep, and it's like when you know they're shady. It's better to just know they're shady than to let them know that you know they're shady because then more drama
2: happens. Oh, that's the total truth. Yeah, so, There's like, there is a queen that I used to work with back in the day. I worked at a nightclub called The Tunnel, and I had this black pair, brand new black pair of shoes, very, very lovely, very classy, six inch um, stiletto, platform, plastic, patent leather, drag queen, shoes, very classy. Where'd you get them? Probably from, like, Pat Fields or something. Uh That's where all the girls would get the shoes. And um, anyway, I had the shoes. And you know me. I don't wear them all night long. So I had my flats or something. I changed in the dressing room where everybody would just leave their stuff. And I went back one day, and the shoes were gone. Like, I went back after the show, and the shoes were gone. And the very next week... We're all there, and here comes this queen walking in with brand new patent leather six-inch stiletto platform heels. And I was too afraid to say anything. And one of my good girlfriends, one of my good Judys, spoke up for me and, and was like, Bitch, you stole her shoes! You stole her shoes! Maybe they should confront Grandma before she goes yeah but you know i mean would you confront here's the thing here's the thing
1: here's the thing if they confront what, what, grandma what? and grandma gets embarrassed then they will no longer have this free babysitting no bitch they and won't and... Uh, <laughs> they won't they won't they won't they won't have this free babysitting okay. sidebar when you <laughs> when you broke down that story of so much store and leather shoes that brought me back to paris's burden i, really I
2: right? knew exactly what you were thinking that yeah. line and that side eye Don't be
1: shady. Don't be shady. (laughs) That was like a meme ready to happen. I gotta make that into a meme.
2: Your grandmother's steaming
1: you. You know what? Like like first first the lipstick, then the butter dish, then the, the ceramic unicorn. What's next? You gotta come back and your mattress is gone. You caught She busted nope, into the safe. Oh no, that's kidnapping. Oh, yeah. You come back. There's a ransom note for your daughter.
2: She wants a microwave. So what do you think? sheet they should do. <laughs> I, I think that what
1: they should do I, they can still have quality time with the grandmother. The grandmother can still babysit, but there's no reason mm-hmm. to, you know. To, cause I bet the grandmother, could, if the grandmother's anything like me, she's thinking in the back of her head, "Damn, I fucking take care of this kid eight hours a day for nothing. The least I could do is take this lipstick to look pretty. The least I could do is take this cute little unicorn. The least I could do is take a butter dish for my new butter that I just bought." Hey, at at least the I could do is take <laughs> you this I mean? wallet. So th- she's justifying in her head every single time because she takes care of that baby for free but if she wants to do it for free right. you know if she don't want to do it for free I'm sure they can afford daycare after, I mean unless they're both working at McDonald's but maybe even then McDonald's has a playground in the
2: back some of them- I say let it go grandma she she, you know uh, god forbid hopefully grandma will be with us for the rest of eternity but there's a chance that she may not be around as long as you. we would like You know where the dish is, let it go. When it becomes a big problem, then, you know, maybe say something. I mean, if she really does steal (laughs) steal your car, then that could be an issue. But that's all. But wait,
1: if she- Go. No, you go. Well, here's the thing, but listen, 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 listen. Don't you think, okay. No, wait, wait, okay. No,
2: No, no. What I'm gonna say is, when I don't know the situation, Okay. But when Grandma dies, if she does, she will. Which usually that's the way it happens. She will. When Grandma dies, this one, the um, who is it? Um, pissed off in Pittsburgh. The, uh, pissed off in Pittsburgh It's going to be real salty if she's left out of Grandma's will over a butter dish. She's
1: going to be left out of the will. She's probably just going to give the money to her son. This is a. This is her her
2: mother-in-law. Yeah, but they're both going to get it. But I mean, when you are when you get gifts like that, they go to the family. Okay, but where I'm coming
1: from no. is if the way thieves think is they're like, oh, if I got away with that, I'll get away with this. And if I get away with this, I'll get away with that. And it gets more and more and more. <laughs> and
2: you but, can get with this and you can get with that and you can get with so this and this is what it is. If you don't in your
1: own slick way let her know that she better fucking stop or else, then... I <laughs> do Then the next time will be a bottle of perfume gone, and next time will be a necklace gone, and next time will be something else. Because you know, thieves—that's all they do. Like you know, you start off stealing a T-shirt when you're 14 years old at the mall, and then you got away from that, and then when you turn 18, you're like, "I want that fur coat to to wear to the prom," and then you steal the fur coat, and then you think you're then you think you're a fucking genius that can turn invisible, and you convince yourself that you've got superhero powers when you want to steal, and then it gets worse, worse. It's
2: not until you get you like all right i'm gonna throw in the towel so i think wouldn't that be some stuff if she found out that her mother stole it <laughs> the, her the, that's how they got it in the first place what is that it was stolen <laughs> is that what <laughs> oh, the the family that the, the unicorn is a family heirloom but we don't really know where it came from. What if it came from somebody else's house to begin with? Oh, and so it just she was still like it a back? traveling <laughs> stupid. <Yeah. laughs>
1: All right, so Pep says, okay, we both say get daycare. Get daycare. Yeah. Daycare, honey. Stop freeloading. You know, get daycare. But if not, I say steal it back. Be slick about it, steal it back When you go over to her house to drop off Say we gotta run, use the bathroom, take that unicorn back What is she gonna do? Hey, you took that unicorn that I took from you <laughs> Like she ain't gonna do that so, yeah. so But that's what I have
2: to say that's how I'm ending. I Grab say get, I there. say get daycare. Okay, we both say get yeah. daycare, girl. So, we we'll let, let us know pissed off in Pittsburgh. We want you to write back in and let us know what ended up happening. What did you decide to do? Cuz this is like now everyone is on the edge of their seats. Okay, yeah. And we yeah, really let need us to know, know what,
1: let us know what happens. We want an update. Okay, so we're ready
2: for the next question. I'm ready, honey. This is... It's getting hot in here, darling. Hot. Okay, so this is... The tea is getting hot.
1: Here we go. It's question number
3: three. Hey, Kaz and Pep. Congrats on the new show. (laughs) Okay, here goes. I'm a 25-year-old gay man, but none of my problems have anything to do with being gay. So... I have a best friend and she is amazing. She's been my best friend for the past five years. We met at work, it's great. But the thing is, she has this boyfriend that I hate. And that's not even the real problem because I don't let her relationships get in the way of our friendship, but they're constantly arguing and fighting. And I know from what she's told me that he's even pushed her once or twice they're always breaking up and getting back together and it's an endless cycle. I mean, it seems like every two to three days she's calling me on the phone and needs to have an hour-long talk or even more about her boyfriend. She asks my advice and I always give it to her, but the problem is she never takes it. I want to be a good friend and I want to be there for her and console her and give her advice, but what kind of friend is she to me if she doesn't even take the advice that I give her? Her relationship with her friend is really wearing me out and I'm about to give her the hook. Am I an evil friend or a bad person for wanting to let our friendship disintegrate because I'm over her boyfriend problems? What would you do? Thanks. Signed, over my bestie.
1: I'm over it. (laughs) Done.
2: I'm, I, I don't know. I've been in this situation before where I have friends who, and I know I've been that friend, who always has the same problem? The bottom line is, look, when you're getting when, when when you're down to it, you never know what your friend is really going through, and what 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 stuff you do that may get on your friend's nerves. You know, we all have those little things, and sometimes you talk about it, sometimes you don't. Um, you know, I don't know. Like I, I really do. Look, people. Look, I have to learn from my own mistakes, and I, I've called you many times to complain about my relationships and things that I'm going through, and vice versa. And you know, there there have been probably times where you thought, "Why didn't this bitch just, you know, cancel it?" I don't know, but I mean, you've been there for me, and that's what being a best friend is about. I don't know. Have you had this situation happening? Before? Well, I've been on, I've been on both sides of the coin before too.
1: A true friend is going to take how you feel into consideration and really think about that before they lay it on you with their problems. Like mm-hmm. for instance, I remember the first guy that. Like, the first boyfriend I had, I was fell in love with him. I lived in Boston at the time. And I was in love with shit, and he broke my heart. I'm telling you, like, I was a wreck for, like, a serious wreck for two weeks. And it took a while for me to put myself together. And I remember every single day, Mm -hmm. all I I did was talk about this to my best friend at the time. And I was talking about talking about talking about And I didn't even realize, like, I was so wrapped up in my own drama and my own sorrow. And then, like, I don't know, after a couple weeks, he was like, look, this is all you fucking talk about. You don't even ask me how I am. Them. The conversation is always about you, and I really don't want to hear about it anymore. And if you really, really need me to talk to, that I'll be there to listen because I'm your friend. But I'm really over it because you don't seem to be you don't seem to be changing, and you don't seem to even want to move on. And then once he like broke it down for me, maybe it's just the kind of person I am because like I'm sensitive to how my friends feel. But I was just like, was like you know what, he's right. Like I got to move on to this. Like I'm not being a good friend, making it all about me and you know my problem so i think that you should really just tell her be like look i'm really done talking about you and your boyfriend so don't talk to me about him anymore if you really truly truly need my help like if you need a call uh, like if you need someone to call you a lift to the hospital after he pushes you another time down the stairs then i'll be there for you <laughs> or, well
2: i you hope know, so if, if i called to- if i called you and told you that I was back with my ex, and he, you know, pushed me down the stairs. Then I hope that you would pick up and, and, well, fly to New York City. Yes, but I would hope that that would also mean you wouldn't be seeing this trash anymore if he just pushed you down the stairs. And if you kept seeing well, it, mean, then it's I don't really know if tough. I could talk to you anymore. Look, I have lots of friends and I will not be naming no names. I will not be naming no names. I, don't I will not be, name be naming no names. I know the names. <laughs> that, that, they have friend, that they have issues. That ish, many of my friends have talked to me about their issues. And it is very rare that any of these friends have never had these issues before. It's the same people who have the same shit going on with their relationships, the same stuff going on with their work situation and the same stuff going on with their career advice and people develop habits. And I mean, look, there are people who have habits that I don't like and I avoid being around those people, but I could never call them a best friend. But the people who are my best friend, I put up with their, I don't even see it as a disadvantage or putting up with it. So maybe I've not been in that situation. Cause I don't have a best friend that I'm like, oh, here she comes again, you know. Okay, well this part, maybe it's this not person, your best friend. this person is
1: 25. Here's the other thing too: is all almost all relationships end and they disintegrate in one way or another, and that includes friendships. So not most friendships don't last so forever. Bye. So bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast <laughs> over. <laughs> So I'm, I'm saying that like, You know what I'm saying Like how many Like seriously How many friends Have you had since you were Fucking 20 21 years old That you
2: don't have anymore well, I can, There's so I many can, friends well, That I don't have anymore Yeah that you don't have anymore uh, the, the ones that I doesn't. have I can count on maybe one hand Exactly
1: Like the pet friends I've had for 20 years And like my friend Tyler or, Like maybe one other person But like Friendships come and go Because people change And that's the whole thing And people some, Sometimes people aren't in the right to stay might even be a good friend when they're all wrapped up in their own junk. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, I mean, that could be the thing mm-hmm. too. So, I
2: don't know. It, it's like such an energy sucker, man. When it's someone's a thin always line. It, but, no, Caswell, it's a thin line because what are you, what, what are we friends for? If I can't tell you about my problem, that's not going away. It's one thing if it's like, what should I eat today? Oh, have pizza. Okay, it's solved. But if it's like, a, a relationship situation that I'm constant that I'm continuing to go through then what do you have if you don't have your friends I know you can see to me rolling people. your uh, my, I know you
1: can see me rolling my eyes at you right now because that's not the, yes, whole, but the because the whole problem is that like she's not taking the advice and she's not moving on like listen if you called me and asked me for advice every single day and never took it and then it was the same problem over again it would be like motherfucking groundhog day it would be
2: like you know what I'm right. saying okay like, I guess that's, that's the, the problem truth. that's I the problem I don't usually ask for advice I ask people's opinions because advice is opinions, hmm, sometimes they're the same, sometimes they're not. If I'm in a real conundrum and I do not know what to do, then I will ask for advice. But that doesn't usually have, that's not usually involving major things. Like, I'm not going to ask your advice on, should I be in love with this person? I'm going to ask advice of, like, should I call him tonight? Or should or, you know, little things, like, little things that I can't figure out the answer to. Your opinion is, do you think my boyfriend is a good person? That's a little different. And you may say no, but that doesn't necessarily change how I feel. And so, I don't know. I mean, I think I do think it's a thin line. But clearly, um, over my bestie is just that. Over his bestie. So, I mean, it sounds like the relationship's about to end no matter what. <laughs> yeah, it
1: doesn't seem like they. It doesn't seem like she can be that good of a friend if her, if her whole, like if her, all of her energy is being taken away by this boyfriend. You know, that's causing all this drama. Like she's, she's not good. She's not good at being a good friend right now. You know, some people just aren't good at being a good friend all the time, and especially when they're wrapped up in their own shit.
2: Pause, we should not pause, but and it is really important that we should acknowledge that. This sounds like it could be hinting at a slightly abusive relationship, and where I, I, it, we have to acknowledge that leaving abusive relationships sometimes is the best thing for people to do, but oftentimes is the hardest thing, right. <clears throat> especially for women that are in abusive relationships when it's physically abusive or emo- emotionally abusive. So, if you are in an abusive relationship and you don't know what to do, of course you can always write into us, but we'll also make sure that we post on our social media some resources for you um, because we don't we would we don't want to see anyone in a situation that that they can't get out of that is also dangerous and I think that is kind of another piece to this yes. um, being that friend you can be it can be you can be fed up with it but being in an abusive relationship is 90% of the time we hear stories that women and men people stay in abusive relationships until they get, until, and, and sometimes until it gets, it crosses the line, whether it goes too physical or someone gets hurt or killed. And so we don't want that to happen to your friend. And if you are listening and you're in a situation like that, we want to make sure that you can get the resources. Um, you know, so it, it, there's two sides to every coin, but if you're able to get out of it, I figured yeah, out. Yeah, I would definitely recommend that you talk to your friend about getting
1: some professional help because that might be, you know, one of the signs of her asking for advice and not taking it is she really needs someone that knows how to ask the right questions and get to the core because if she's sticking in an, an abusive relationship with someone that's verbally abusing her and obviously, like you said, pushing her a couple of times and, you know, I would definitely recommend that you try to you try to push her in the direction of getting some, someone professional to talk to that can give her some really good advice to figure out the problem because this could become you know if it's not with him then it could be with the next guy too the problem you know might be something that she has to figure out Mm -hmm. on her own but she can't do it through you she needs someone professional
2: Laverne Cox told me that um we're attracted to our trauma and so if you were in an if you are in an abusive relationship, it's no um, it's no mystery that a lot of times people end up having a pattern of being in an abusive relationship or being in a relationship with someone who's emotionally unavailable or getting involved with friends that steal or whatever you know we, we end up finding ourselves in these kind of cycles. So you know that that's some that's some deep stuff to consider. So maybe don't leave maybe don't leave your bestie high and try just yet. That's that I think you should stick around and see what more you can do to help her out of this situation. All right. All right. Yeah. See what you can Um, do, but definitely recommend
1: some professional help for her so she can see the light at the end of the tunnel. tunnel. All right, well, that's all the questions we're going to do today. But I want to let everyone know that, you know, this is our podcast is just starting. Uh, it took us a while to get it together. We wanted to try to perfect it, but we do want to grow it. Mm-hmm. And, and so if you have any ideas of things that you would like us to talk about or things like add-ons to this, that we had some ideas, too. But we wanted to start getting things out as soon as possible. So, uh We're not. We're. We don't always record this. Uh, We don't always record this around the same time that we drop it. Sometimes we're recording like three in a row, so we won't be doing too so much current hot topics and things like that. But if there are other things that you want us to talk about or address, or have, you know, certain sections of the show that would interest you that we change up, like let us know. We're up to hear your advice right now because we're still formulating the the show.
2: It is a virtual suggestion box. And again, if you have some kind of mess and you are deep, deep, deep in that doo-doo and don't know what to do, then just... Make sure you send an email to pet at gmail.com. Um, and we want you to be as detailed as possible. Give us all that juice. Give us all that hot tea, honey. We can handle it, baby. Um, and we even have a link that has um, kind of a, a sample questionnaire uh, in case you're not quite sure how to format it. And um, all the information we have a link that you can click on on social media that just tells you exactly what we want to know from you um, and the kind of the details that we need you to include. And again, this is all all completely anonymous, so you can go in, honey. You can go in. Hmm. That's what it is. All right. Well, Pep, I'm gonna go back to sleep. <laughs>
1: <sighs> uh, I'm going to walk my dog first uh, and then get it together. I had okay. a busy day. So, um, so yeah, everyone. Thank, thank you, you all for listening. Thank you for listening. Hit us up with any comments, suggestions, questions at askkazandpep at gmail.com. And
2: I just said that.
1: I'm saying it again. <laughs> and thanks for tuning in to It's a
2: Mess. It's a mess.
3: Bye. Forever
2: Dog. This
3: has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Silio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarche. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.